0: D20 Radio, your game
1: You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Okay, so you make your way back to the Troll Skull Tavern, and with that, you, uh, I suppose, disrobe out of your Xanathar getup. And so, really, the question is now whether or not you wanted to go visit the monk on behest of the Blackstaff first, or whether you wanted to just, you know, wait until you've had your short meeting with Nevercott and then go afterwards. Yeah,
1: I think Nevercott is going to be the um, the right timing.
0: That's also you exclusively, if
2: memory serves, isn't it? I think so, but
1: well, I think I'd awesome. like you guys guys fairly close. Look, I, tr- I actually do have a good feeling about this guy, but at the same time, at the very least, we should be able to meet up very quickly afterwards to go off and do our next thing. Yeah. So.
2: If we could take an hour or two, though, that would be really good. I'll hang down the non-latrine end of the FR. Mm. Indeed. It's a nice little park, which is kind of in the middle of a couple of intersections of streets, sort of a sort of a central. It just, it just happens to have a couple of attractions. One is there is a, a very thick glade, which you are aware <laughs> Lyle is some Sometimes used by you know the urban druids to perform little rituals and such, oh, nice. but also uh, mostly because of its uh, central location mm-hmm. and the fact that it's smelly. Uh, yes, it is also used for public latr- latrines, so that's interesting. But anyway, the point is that you will be going there, maybe waiting a couple a couple of hours, so you have a short rest, obviously. Oh, yes, I'm, I
3: might get our major domo to come along too, and I'll just use that time to conduct business. I mean, just because I've set up shop in a tavern, the place isn't going to run its you know the rest of our scam. Ain't go going to run themselves so that's very true
2: okay well we'll, we'll just say you attend to some small
3: there! I'll just get them to come I'll get I'll just let them know that I'm there come see me and so I'll just Excellent. sit on a bench and basically as they come i like yes do this don't do that no close that kill you know no, yeah,
2: no. <laughs> close that kill that so that's perfect sounds good to me mm-hmm. all right then so thankfully the weather does clear up a little bit so when you walk from your location essentially where you we are going to is just north of the city of the dead which by the way is actually a beautiful graveyard like it's a whole ward dedicated to obviously graves and there's lots of uh, mausoleums and small parks and beautiful statues a lot of the nobles of Waterdeep like to try to outdo each other by having their family you know crypts and whatnot be better decorated than the the others and
1: just like real life
2: it is during the daytime actually a very very nice place to walk around and enjoy the beautiful sights around the place then the beauty of the design of some of the statues and so forth are really quite really quite remarkable so you make your way there to the parkland north of the city of the dead of course and so the park itself as mentioned is really only you know perhaps two three hundred feet across you know there's a a small wooded glade you can see that there is a small circle of you know effectively wooden outhouses that are you know decorated with moss and whatnot you know they're very well treated they're alchemically treated so as to instantly purify whatever waste is put into them and there are a few people playing in the park nearby and so Jez you make your way to the location which is very specifically near the uh much to your chagrin and you i guess you sit there and wait the sun is high in the sky the clouds have parted and so it is a beautiful spring um, sort of early to mid afternoon you do not have to wait for long and soon you can see never approaching and he has a very large burlap sack which he merrily has slung over his shoulder as he walks across uh, at the present time uh, he's dressed in a nice blue suit as is his style being a haberdasher. has a very wide brimmed blue leather hat with a couple of remarkable peacock multicolored sort of feathers in it. As he approaches you, he flashes you his trademark winning smile and uh, says, Enchanted as always, Jazz, I'm so glad you could make it.
1: Me too, me too.
2: Give me a perception check,
1: please. Ah, that is 13. 13, okay. You,
2: you see nothing unusual or, or whatnot about his uh, appearance, and so he, maybe it's a bluff, maybe there's nothing to his spot, maybe I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> um, but then he just sort of... Everything's fine. He just sort of blinks for a second and says, Oh, dearie me, this afternoon sun does nothing for my hangover. You understand.
1: Oh, yes. Uh... <laughs> She, she actually starts to put on like a bit more of a, a higher brow accent.
2: Yeah, oh, I in, see. we yeah. yeah. not very good at yeah. it, but- uh... <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> he, he says, uh, so uh, I suppose let's get the business out of the way first, shall we? Uh, before your surprise is bestowed upon you. Uh, were you successful?
1: Yeah, I would say that we were very successful.
2: The rumors on the street are that the hijack was done by the Zentarum, So that works out very well for everyone.
1: Yeah, fancy that. But, uh, it's a nice uh, nice bonus, I think.
2: I suppose so. Also reports of some sort of a flaming horse demon?
1: Uh, all rumors, that one. Yep, yeah. just uh, no idea what you're talking about.
2: Fanciful you know exa- how people are. Fanciful exaggerations by a deranged evil dwarven wizard, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, 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 uh, uh, exactly, yep.
2: Perfect. And did you, I suppose for my own personal selfish benefit, manage to obtain the documents from the driver?
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, yes, we did.
2: There is a prolonged pause and he smiles politely and then sort of cocks his head to the side and uh, says expound.
1: Oh, yeah, cuz you wanted the documents, yeah. Uh,
2: not the documents themselves, but what they contained. Right. The information right. within. Yeah.
1: I just don't have them on me right now.
2: Oh, certainly, but you you read them? You were informed of what they contained?
1: No, not not so much um uh, our uh, our mate, you know, the the orc uh-huh. He uh he's kind of gone off for a bit and he's he's got them on his person, so I we probably you... won't see him for a, a little while, but as soon as we uh, we meet up with him again, we'll um we'll have a look and uh pass that on
2: oh i say how how terribly disappointing can you give me a deception check, please she's
1: not doing very well at this We'll see. We'll see how much he buys her. Kind of bad lying. Yeah,
2: we'll
0: see. You should lean in also that you did the other thing, the halfling thing.
1: Oh yeah, true. Uh, so that's actually a very good. Twenty three. Twenty yeah. three.
2: Okay. Yeah. So he just buys it. Okay. He's, <laughs> he frowns, but not in anger, just in disappointment, and says, "Oh, I see. Well, I'm, I'm frightfully interested to know what they contain. Do you know oh, when yeah. your orcish companion will be back?
1: Oh, he'll be back soon. He always kind of wanders in for a while. He's like a stray cat, you know. He's kind of hangs around the neighbourhood, and sometimes you see him for a bit, and sometimes you don't." So... Also, we'll catch up with him soon. As soon as we do, we'll uh, we'll let you know and all that S- kind of stuff. We've got some other news for you, though, Oh, that
2: helps. Splendid. Oh, let's see if it does.
1: Well, obviously, we've got the, the smoke powder, so we can uh, direct you to where that is.
2: Please do. And you, do you give him the address?
1: Yeah, she gives him a little slip of parchment with the address scrolled on it.
2: He takes it with a really, really skillful palming. Like, mm-hmm. you've, you you being somebody who is trained in sleight of hand are actually really impressed mm. at how instantly... Don't he do not even
1: know that it's not in my hand. Uh, anymore, he just kind of
2: takes it with it. two fingers. And then it's it's gone. Yeah, having been the recipient
1: of
3: several skillful palms, you are <laughs> impressed.
1: So, um, and she says, "Oh, yeah, the um, the the halfling family. We sorted that right out too."
2: Oh, the Timberleaf. Oh, magnificent! And uh, did you find anything of interest in their Basement? Uh, what was it being used for? I had a running bet with my drow patrons that uh, it was drugs as opposed to slavery.
1: Yeah, dead on there. Definitely a whole bunch of drugs. <laughs> Not nice stuff either.
2: <laughs> Silly drow. I think they know everything. Alright then. They are sexy though. Anyway,
1: so I'm That's going something to... something I didn't want to know about you.
2: <laughs> he says, you don't find them it attractive?
1: I, it's not that, you know, I don't find them attractive. I just don't like to, you know, they're, they're, they're fine. They're fine looking people. They're just, I don't know, generally a bit evil. So it doesn't, <laughs> he, he's, doesn't really do it for me always. I'm not really into the the bad boys and girls.
2: He leans forward and says, well, thankfully I'm not evil, just a little naughty. <laughs>
1: She, she like, does one of these laughs that's just, like, a kind of, like, a really awkwardly loud <laughs> laugh. <laughs> and then just looks embarrassed. Okay.
2: Thank you so much. And uh, to repay you, you shall be helping me out in our heist for today. Uh, please put this on. And he, he hands you a... <laughs> He hands you a robe? Pardon me? Quick, quick, put it on, we don't have much time. I've no, t-
1: wait, no, I need a little bit more explanation. What are we doing? Okay,
2: so what he hands to you and pulls and pulls out of the sack for himself as well and starts to don, taking his hat off, is essentially two complete robes of priests of Sylvanas, like druids. You take the, now, now you take the silver holy symbol because you'll be the high priestess and I'll be your frightfully obedient acolyte.
1: Oh, we're doing role play then?
2: Yes, we are in fact.
1: All right, I can get into that.
2: He says, so, allow me to pass on some more criminal wisdom. The key to any good heist is making sure that uh, your timing is perfect. You you can never do too much research. For example, one Reginald Bartley of the Griffin Cavalry has a very pleasant coffee around midday in the middle of his shift before beginning in the afternoon. Oh, fuck,
0: you are actually going
2: to do this. He... (laughs) he... Uh, always goes to exactly the same place, and, well, let's just say he's a little bit naughty and likes to put a little bit of liquor into his coffee. Not too much, though, just enough to take the edge off. Uh, Then, of course, he begins his patrol. This patrol, of course, includes this particular city block in the afternoon. Now, the point is, ordinarily, even if one was struck with, uh, how shall I phrase this? Um, Uh, the poisoning that was taken in his coffee in midday to give him explosive diarrhoea, that would mean mean that he would need to make his way to the nearest latrines. This is well known as the public place that has these latrines. But, of course, one does not just simply rush to a latrine when you're a griffin cavalry rider in mid-flight. You won't be able to get inside and you can't just let your griffin run around, so... We must be the most presentable folk and you can see this griffin above start to soar down at great speed. You can hear this guy and he's his beautiful gilded griffin cavalry armor go faster, faster, faster shit, 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 literally shit as he just descends and descends and gets right to the end and says, Have have you put on the road, by the way? Oh yeah. <laughs> so the griffin lands, looking very. The, the, the griffin looks very confused, he gets off and like has the reins and looks around and looks around and sees you too. So tell me more about animals and shit, Mother Superior. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so he runs. He runs over to you two. And, says, um, and you can see he's a, he's a strapping young man. He's you know broad-shouldered, cleft cleft in his chin. He looks really pale and sweating though. And Good sir, his, are you in need of assistance? Uh, I must unfortunately uh, make use of the facilities very urgently. Uh, would you be so kind? You are a druid. You could you could hold my griffin and and, and keep it calm while I. Uh, oh my.
1: Oh, yes, yes, of course. A beautiful animal and uh, clearly very uh, distressed at its owner's current plight. So please go believe yourself and I will I will sit here and wait for you with your with your griffin. Yes,
2: well, thank you. And he, he's run. He, he's already unbuckling his belt and his sword is, you know, half out of its scabbard. He bursts into the nearby latrine. And so then Nevercott turns to you with a wicked smile and says,
1: So, take it for a spin, shall we? This is the best first date I have ever been on.
2: <laughs> so with that, he... Oh no, Mother Superior, the griffin is straining. Perhaps you should ride it around for a little bit to calm it down. He says, wait, please don't... I was like, what's that? Oh, I think he agrees, Mother Superior. So, so you, with that, you get on the griffin? I jump on that griffin. So you have always intended to steal the griffin. I assume you are good with animals, he says.
1: Nope. <laughs> but we'll figure something out.
2: He passes you a ring just and says, "Just in case."
1: Okay, I uh, put the ring on. He,
2: he, he says, "Oh, featherful, of course."
1: Oh right, yes. I suppose that's a good idea. Um, all right, let's sort this shit out. So, hey, who, buddy, what's your name? So the
2: Griffin just looks up at you with this really sceptical eye, like, "You're yeah, not my real dad."
1: We're, <laughs> we're gonna be good friends, you and I. All right, I'm just gonna just gonna let's hop, see, pop on
2: animal handling check.
1: Just gonna Sit on you if
2: that's alright. Good, good griffin. Uh, uh, that is 11. That's 11. Okay, so the griffin doesn't attack you, but it's sure not going to take whimsical flight anytime soon. He says, uh, Oh, I see. Well, and he gets off and walks around the front and pulls out a scroll. Mm -hmm. And just, like a spellcaster, reads the scroll, and then it dissolves into ash. Mm -hmm. And and you you can see that he's, like, communicating or charming. I don't like
1: that he's not using the the sustainable resources (laughs) of the...
2: To be fair, they have not entered into circulation yet. Production on that has not yet begun.
1: Single-use scrolls are just so... Very wasteful. Wasteful. Yeah.
2: So the griffin just sort of like... And he's sort of... To the griffin for a split second, then he points to the air. And with that, (laughs) you're off. Can you give me an acrobatics check?
1: Oh, that's something I'm a bit better at, I uh, natural 20.
2: Wow. Okay. So all of a sudden the path is below you and you soar around. The griffin just essentially takes you for a mad circuit through the air yeah. around and around and around. You.
1: I spend this time chatting to it and I just say, so my name is Jez and I've <laughs> always wanted to ride a griffin and you're very nice, griffin. And thank you for letting me ride you. Um, What's going on with your world? <laughs> the Tell me about you.
2: <laughs> the Griffin seems to be, you know, obviously very well, very well sorted for now. So just kind of, you know, you know, happily, happily obeys your instruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think it's enjoying the fact that you want to do kind of dips and dives and sort of mm-hmm. funky stuff, whereas typically it just goes on a very boring patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that happens, and then circling around and around and around and around. Eventually, the Griffin descends, and you can see that Nevercott is there, just clapping. He says, (laughs) with that, the rider bursts out, clearly done with his business, and... uh Runs over, still fastening his belt. He runs over and says, uh, uh, "Are you all right? Are you all right? I, I heard the griffon take off."
1: Uh, Yes, good sir. We we just took him for a, a bit of a, a fly around, just to make sure he could expend some excess energy that he had.
2: Uh, I, I, I I see. I see. Good. 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 So, with that, so you what's
1: could... what's his what's his name? Oh,
2: uh, uh, his charge. name is Ravenclaw.
1: Ravenclaw. <laughs> Very nice.
2: And the reason you realise that the reason this is so is because the 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 eagle part of the griffon is actually black like black feathered and um and actually with the other with the lion part being uh sort of a darker almost reddish brown he, he's almost got a scar colouring as in scar from Lion King mm-hmm. so oh dear I'm in trouble and you can see like three other three other griffin riders are, are incoming basically like circling forward as if to say you know what the hell was this mm-hmm. he says um, thank you so much. I will I will explain the situation.
1: Well, if you are ever in need of, of someone to fly your griffin for you, let me know.
2: He says, I should be making a very, very strongly worded complaint against that coffee store. As he turns and strides off. And uh, Nevercott says, yes. And so when that occurs, he will be moved to a different district after being disciplined. this is a bit of a last straw situation for himself. He'll be put on a uh, much more, how can I put this, less pleasant route for a while. And additionally, just to add further levels to this, of course, because there weren't enough before, that coffee store will also receive some complaints and have to close temporarily, which will suit our purpose. But did you enjoy the flight?
1: It was beautiful. I um, I've never experienced anything quite like it. Thank you.
2: He bows and says, uh, "May I have the ring back?"
1: Oh, right. Of course. Sorry. She hands it back and she says, "So the coffee shop. How does that suit
2: your purposes?" Ah, wheels within wheels. I tell you what. I will share some information with you if you'll share something with me. What do you say? Sure. What do you want to know? We live in the worlds of secrets, after all. He leans forward and says, "Never Ember's Enigma. Me and my patrons are both new to the city, and I would get in very good." with them if I can tell them exactly what the enigma is. I have a guess that it is something to do with having Neverember either imposed or deposed as a masked lord, would that be fair to say? I mean out of game Remind me what his enigma is? So, Neverember's enigma Mm -hmm. is the name that's been given to this particular great game, which Mm -hmm. although anybody in the secret circles would, would know that there is a great game going on, what it actually is may actually only be known to a few, including yourself, which is the fact that supposedly there is a hidden vault full oh, that's, of that's over cute. half a yeah. million gold that uh, Lord Neverember embezzled from the city while he was the masked lord before, you know, absconding. And supposedly it's hidden somewhere in the city. So really, this particular great game has nothing to do with electing or de-electing a masked lord. It's all about a big treasure hunt.
1: Okay. And he wants to know that that's what it is.
2: Yes, because he's obviously heard that there is a great game and it's, and that it's called Neverember's Enigma. And he's probably thought he's rather clever with thinking that it's to do with uh, making Reynar Neverember a masked lord lord or making him not a master lord but
1: i think i'd disclose that to him then to be honest because i feel like he'd find out through other channels otherwise it's not like he's not without connections no that's true so so yeah i just say it's just a solid treasure hunt i suppose
2: i see so i was wrong
1: well i suppose
2: it happens occasionally
1: i have a feeling that folk like you tend to overcomplicate things sometimes things are just about money (laughs) Or sex
2: He says Oh, I understand lots of things being about money and sex Very well Uh, Thank you for your trust I will find something exceedingly useful Oh, I already have something, in fact
1: Oh yeah, do tell You
2: may be in trouble shortly
1: Why?
2: Well, you have, I believe, been responsible for killing the grandson of a A semi-retired and now completely unretired, retired lieutenant. Ah,
1: yes, we're aware of, uh, Grandma.
2: Yes, uh, Grandmother Death, a wicked assassin and wizard. She was, to my understanding, out of the game. This has brought her back in. And she will find out that it was yourself. The good news is she will likely want to seek personal vengeance so as to not lose face at having one of her family killed by... Upstart tavern owners So she won't be Spreading it around To the others in time That you've done this But On the other hand Expect her And her personal attendants To be Bothering you
1: What's her name again?
2: So Mother her, Death <laughs> Grandma Grandma Death Kind of sticks in the mind I would think
1: Oh really? That's her actual name?
2: No uh, Silverblade They are the Silverblade family A minor That's not better A minor Noble family Fallen on hard times Had to turn to crime Very sad Anyway Just Be careful I would hate anything to have happened to you.
1: Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Well... Any more kind of hints on what we might do with her?
2: Uh, well, I presume We know kill she's going to
1: come after us alone.
2: Yes. Uh, I presume you should maybe kill her before she kills you. She'll take her time, though, and you have time, I'm sure.
1: Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it feels like quite a pressing situation to have somebody coming after you for a blood price. Mm, but oh. yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. I definitely don't feel more stressed now.
2: He frowns and says... My sincere apologies. But please enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you again for that dis- for that display. The look on your beautiful face was priceless.
1: Thank you, I don't think I will, I mean, I think I'll remember that for the rest of my life and I'm not sure if I'll ever feel that again, so.
2: Oh, we can do it again. We'll find a way. <laughs> with, with that, he bows and uh, wanders off. So, with that, the three of you then, of course, I imagine we'll meet up perhaps on the outskirts of the park Yeah. All right, so it's still a nice clear day. It's only only mid-afternoon at the most. What do you do? What do you say? You watched all this from a distance, by the way. This pantomime.
1: Uh, so that was amazing.
2: He must have taken the news well.
1: I think he bought it. And, um.
3: Gave you a free Griffin ride for your troubles.
1: Exactly. I mean, he did also remind me, I think, probably in a timely sense, that we've got that old woman after us, you know, we killed her Which grandson. One? Oh, you know, Grandma Death, Silverblade, all that? No,
0: I don't know this.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. So we killed her grandson, and now she wants to kill us.
0: Oh, wait, the Zantarum uh, lagoon that was harassing the children.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, um...
0: Yeah, we... How many children have you been involved while I was
3: busy? you got one on the roof, bunch of orphans in the road, killing a grandson who's harassing some other kids. Well, well he
1: wasn't a Play child, with your but... own age
0: group. Also, in her sister's defence, the toddler and um, this current set of trouble all happened at the same time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Give us a break. <laughs> but anyway, uh, now she is coming out to get us, um...
0: Grandmother uh, Death.
1: Yeah, we might need to well, deal with that at some point in
3: Write time. her a politely worded letter that says I had nothing to do with any of this nonsense.
1: Oh I'm sure that'll go down just fine <laughs> and she certainly won't try to seek vengeance on my family members for killing hers. So yes, but I'm not your
3: grandson. I'm sure she's a logical individual. Sure. <laughs> Good old grandma death. She'll
1: play the long game, wait until I have children. <laughs> and my children have children and then she'll kill them.
2: Very reasonable. (laughs) So off to the mountain, off to see a mountain about a monk?
1: Why are we seeing a monk now? I feel Um, like
3: I've just walked into a pantomime.
0: (laughs) So, in amongst the people that we have carried favour with, one of them was uh, the Blackstaff. Who's that then? The uh, <laughs> <You see>, eminent <laughs> wizard of uh wizard of Waterdeep.
2: You would know the black Star. The, the black Star... Hans McCoy.
0: <laughs> yes, oh, um, Hans McCoy, rather.
2: Yes. So there is a t- a title of the black staff. So that's essentially the magical wizard guardian of Waterdeep. And she, Vajra Safar, is the current Black Staff, and uh, she runs an organization called Force Grey, which is kind of like the, I guess, like the water deep last line of elite defense. Force you know, a- Grey adventurers and such that uh, serve that serve her. And then under those, the, 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 those that serve Force Grey, who's like a, an elite sort of Force stri- Beige. No, the Grey Hands, and the Grey Hands are essentially the group that you're currently doing a small job for. And you have the option to join the Grey Hands if you choose. Ugh.
1: So this guy's called Lum, and he lives in a cave in a mountain.
2: And, and he's extremely prophetic. Yeah, We've we'll we got to
1: that. talk to him about stuff. What do we have to ask him about again?
0: The portents of the black stuff seem to indicate some sort of something coming to a head, and he want, she wanted to get a read on uh, his ideas. Also, this is kind of our audition for the <laughs> wish to be a member of the Grey Hands.
3: It sounds like they have leprosy. I
2: want nothing to do with it. They're also giving you 450 gold for the pleasure. I'm in. Correct. <laughs> So, so, I guess then, without further ado, you'll be making your way to Mount Waterdeep. In absence of anything else, absolutely. Great! That's
1: the beautiful map, Tom.
2: Yes, the beautiful map. Can indeed. we hire a
3: carriage to take us, perhaps?
1: Yes, you can. Oh, it's you... not very far. It's, it's, actually is. it's actually inside of the city.
3: I still would like to take a carriage.
1: <laughs> Honestly. Well, or le could...
3: carriage, is the French foppishly call it.
1: You could <laughs> use the exercise. You're looking a little bit round in the middle there, brother. Hardly. No, it's not very hard. It's quite softly. Bit of chub in the middle there.
2: Uh, Just my concealed weapons. Oh, I'm sure. At the top of Mount Waterdeep is where the Griffins, for the Griffin Cavalry, where their outpost is. You could have saved us this horrible walk by just nipping up
3: there on your Griffin ride and asking him, don't you ever think of anyone else but yourself, Jess?
2: So with that, you make your way through the city itself and you can see that there's lots of hustle and bustle. There are uh, wagons and carts and the larger drays that make your way uh, winding down the cobblestone streets. It is very, very windy, very, very windy indeed. And as it gets in towards mm, slightly later afternoons, the fog starts to roll in as it often does and soon you make your way to the foot of Mount Waterdeep itself and start to make your ascent so you follow the trail for a little while and then eventually you have to to get to his cave you have to go into some rather disused trails and so forth before you you know get all the way up there basically so he basically the criminal is living in Mount Kuthar or something is he? effectively yes mm. so like the worst hermit ever Mm, most indeed. He is quite the hermit. So, who here has uh, survival? Unsurprisingly. I've got a little. Okay, well, a survival check from whoever's doing it and assistance.
1: We have been told that there are some nasties up in here. Indeed. 19. Not bad.
2: That's pretty good. Okay, so you managed to pick the trail. You... Following the rough directions that you were given, you managed to cut your way a little bit off-road, but you make your way through some old, very disused hunting trails. There's a few trees and brush and bushes around, but most of it is very rocky and kind of steep, frankly. So there's certain parts in which you have to either walk precariously underneath ledges or walk next to a bit of a sheer drop. Uh, there's a couple of streams that wind their way through, and it's about this point that you're attacked by a manticore. Please roll initiative. It was waiting so, for it. So, sorry, as you... <laughs> Perhaps to set that up a little more flowerily, you you, 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 you come out of an overhang and it's a small area where there is a stream that runs by you and then you can just hear and see a shadow descend over you. And then you can hear a strange, harsh, strangled roar. And looking up, you can see uh, a horrible sight. Essentially a lion-shaped being with a twisted man-like wrinkled face in it. And its tail is full of spikes.
1: Don't wanna ride that, don't wanna ride that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, they are they are the mortal enemies of Griffins, and both Griffins and Manticores... Uh, they both live on the mountain. Live on this mountain. That seems like very poor planning on both of their parts. Both Maybe of their they parts. just
1: keep the population down. Well,
2: the reason they are... We are the population. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's stealth check fails to beat your passive perception, so you're not surprised, although, you know. What does the survival notice, though? Mechanical. Oh, the fact that you're, you're making really good time, okay. and you're, and you're uh, ascending the mountain that well. About to be well. eaten by a manticore. It'd actually be very easy to get lost on this mountain, to be, to be frank, you know, wandering around without much in the way of signposting, as you, as you clamber up. Can you tell me, please, Ben? Thirteen. And Nick? Nineteen. Cheers. Solid four. Good. Right. Is about 30 feet above you. The three of you are, I, I imagine, just going roughly single mm, file. Yeah. Jazz would be in first because she made the survival check. Uh, the two of you behind. So far, you're about 20 feet away from a stream on your right, about 30 feet to your left. There is a short squat cliff face with some brush and trees on top. It's come over the trees. That's the scene right now. Nick. I will ready an action until it's engaged with someone and then shoot it.
3: Okay, well okay. that way I will be granted advantage. The,
2: no, that, that, that actually makes so we're, so you ready in action to shoot when it gets within melee range of Jez. That's that's fine. That work. And my
3: work. bonus action will be to hide behind a nearby crop of rocks.
2: Well, you have, you have to take that first. So you take high so you can so you hide behind. Oh, yeah. And then ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: That came to me more as an afterthought
2: luckily it seems to be going for jazz so you won't really need to like hide luckily, just... <laughs> luckily. I'll make
1: a, I'll
2: make a stealth check anyway because you know, no, I there's have not, very
1: th- different versions of luck
2: there is unfortunately not really anywhere to hide here you are in a sort of a bit of open so patchy Crafty. rocky yeah. rocky bank and then a stream there and and so forth but don't worry you'll still get the sneak attack from yeah okay. but so it, it, it it's its turn next it swoops down to attack jazz before right. that before that happens however 18 to hit that will definitely hit no your fair. crossbow bolt strikes true. Uh, 11 damage. 11, okay. The Crossfit Bolt soars across just over Jez's left shoulder and sticks into this thing's flank it roars out in pain and twists its demonic face mm. to look at you it is then it's, it c- continues its turn of course to attack Jez so Jez
1: I did can I just say that I healed from previous encounter because I did not
2: oh so you you had opportunity to take a short rest yes so I you can use
1: my hit dice
2: spend yes. any hit dice to regain whatever you need
1: to just 1d8 that I have at the moment
0: you should have 2d8 total because of level 2 and you can spend as much of that as you like cool yeah
1: Is that used? let's just say I did that nice. please forget to heal, It's a
0: bit
2: of a problem. I'm, I'm very glad you did because you've got three attacks coming at you. Ooh. So first of all, it roars and lashes out with its left claw attack, which rips into you for a whopping seven damage. No, sorry, six damage, pardon me. The second claw whips across. You just managed to duck under it and it, uh, it, it tears a scrap off the top of your cloak. Then its bite comes in and its bite will hit you for seven damage. What does that do with your hit points? How much do you have left?
1: I have two hit points left, Tom.
2: So that bite one of its fangs definitely cuts a deep gouge in your wrist as you stagger back and uh, are really looking worse for wear at the present time.
0: How far away is the nearest tree line?
2: 20 feet up a little cliff bank.
0: Okay. So calling out head for the trees, because I assume we're talking about, when we talk about a manticore, we're talking about uh, lion head and enormous wings. Enormous bat wings, yes, correct. Yeah. So anything that we can do to hopefully hobble a limit it's movement seems like a great idea to me
2: Perfect And yeah, look As long as you make an a- I'll give you an acrobatics Or athletics check To scramble up this little incline Because you either balance By walking up Or scramble up so Oh okay That's definitely something you can do Then I will Speaking of which It is your turn sir Are you going to scramble up that way That is the plan Excellent work. Okay, so you scramble up until you are just under the tree line of the bushes. Okay, and that, that necessitated an acrobatics check, presumably. It does, yes. Yes. Uh, so, 19. 19. Perfect, that's fine. You can now take an action if you like. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's absolutely do that. Do that. Excellent. Natural 20. Fantastic. So There's using a- the crossbow. Crossbow bolt. So that's yes, a, cri- a critical hit with the crossbow that's a 2d8 that is going to be 15 points of damage perfect all right then so that crossbow bolt sticks into its left shoulder and and it roars in pain and twists its malevolent eyes to look at you oh good (laughs) that is then going to be jez's turn
1: i think jez is going to spend a turn drinking a uh disengaging and then drinking a health potion
2: perfect definitely do that
1: Uh, now what do i roll for health potion?
2: if it's one of followers it's 2d8 plus five okay they make good potions. 11 points back. Is this the funky healing potion? No. Okay, that's fine. So so you can do that as an action and then you can disengage and then move to the trees as well. You you awkwardly scramble up the cliff and then it's back to the top of the round next turn. I will shoot at it. You take careful aim. Yeah, 21. Yeah, the crossbow vault definitely hits. For a
3: muscular, I don't think you're getting. Um, you don't
2: have sneaky attack because jazz is disengaged from it. Eleven damage again. Eleven, shit, good work. All right, so you've been so much higher. The crossover sticks into its chest and it roars once again it's looking like a bit of a pin cushion right now it uh, then just roars and rushes towards all of you you're and
0: still out in the open unless you made a run for the
2: oh yes actually sorry I well have actually... then I'll use my movement to and a dash to run for the cover sweet that's good can you give me an acrobatics check please uh, definitely pass like a ninja you race up the outlet and just tumble over the top of the over the top of the cliff place and so soon you are all together nestled under the in the undergrowth
0: just over the little ditch probably also not that close together
2: yes you, we'll say that you're spread out a little bit so lucky you lucky you halfling it's mm, going to go for you great so soaring towards you what is your armor class 14? 14 14 are okay. we get any
0: benefit for being in the tree line if it's soaring at me
2: oh yes absolutely only one hit for 7 damage so its claws right, lash out at you but they, but they mostly tear into the bushes that you're nestled amongst and then its uh, second claw attack tears the bark off a tree just above you but misses yep its bite then comes in and it doesn't it doesn't hit you but It it, it takes the wind out of you as you manage it. You really have to. To It helps
0: you 10 out of 11 hit points.
2: Oh, okay then. Well, in that case, uh, one of its fangs definitely does fine purchase in your shoulder. Yeah. Okay. And you scream in pain. I do. Now you're cool. You're you' you're, you're a brave halfling. You're a brave halfling. Yes. All halflings are brave. All halflings are brave. That is then gonna be Ben's
0: turn. Uh, so I am literally in this thing's face now, so if I disengage and then move deeper into the forest, strikes me as probably the better course of action than sticking around. So I might do that.
2: Okay. Disengage and move backwards further into the into, into the bushes, into yeah. the forest. Yep.
0: So that'll be twenty five feet.
2: It's getting a bit cramped in this position here, so it's not gonna be doing very well at all. But it's gonna be then Jez's turn. Okay.
1: How far away is this thing now?
2: you about 15 feet it attacked a while, which you were only a, a short distance from
1: do we want to try to get away from it or do we want to keep going at it
2: if you want to win again, this it's got three
0: attacks to i suppose our three attacks and it seems like only one or two of those will be enough to take us down
1: yeah i would suggest that we get out of here
0: i'm glad to agree all
1: right so jez having been swiped at uh, very easily hurt by this monstrous creature that she has never come across before
2: is mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. uh, going to say let's book it All it's right. not worth it that thing is ugly as hell and it hurts when it hits you
2: fantastic so what we can do here is whip out the chase rules which I've been looking to do for some time anyway so, so I that you had to throw a medical at us I had to throw a medical well you can battle it it's a it's <laughs> a, it's a you, you could take it it's, really? It's, it's yeah yeah you could you could <laughs> It's See a, how
1: this like, there's this high pitched tone that he's got. Like, yeah, yeah, you could. No, you could take it on the
2: You could take it when there was two it's more a of you. No, it's fine. No, you can totally. If you if you if you all collectively want to want to run away as a group, you absolutely can, and we'll whip out the whip out the chase rules. So, okay. basically speaking, you are going to start off about three effectively three increments away. Mm-hmm. So this is. I mean, we can all hide too. Well, well, exactly, and that, and we that's have part to get of it. ahead
1: of yeah. yeah. Ahead of so the
2: idea being is you get you you outdistance it by enough. We're going to have essentially four rounds of it. Either it get either it stays within sight of you the whole time, or either either catching you or. Mm-hmm still close enough that it can still see you to make escaping escape effectively impossible, or after the four rounds or the four turns, you are going to be far enough away that you can either hide or it'll just be so far distant that lose it'll, interest. it'll lose interest and give up. So, so every round you can make either a, because, now because you're going through the undergrowth this is where you can get creative with skills. So, mm-hmm. I would allow either, you know, nature or survival here but for yourself, Lyle, who I don't think has, do you, do you have acrobatics or athletics? Because no, no. normally it's either acrobatics or athletics that you make for your chase, right? I don't have, I'm not trained in them. No, okay. I
1: can it, pick him up and run with him. <laughs>
2: It's, its speed is the same as yours so there's no advantage or disadvantage with each of the rolls it has a fly speed but it can't use it because it's you're under the canopy yeah. so you're off to a good start so, sure. so, so the way this works is each round of a chase is obviously not the full six seconds or yeah. whatever you can in your turn choose to make an attack but then you will have your 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 potential for distance travel will be lesser so right so yeah i mean there's other things if you do a spell that is in, ensnaring or entrangling or whatever which i mean yeah. you have
1: i mean i could pick lyle up and then run with him and then lyle could just shoot you know yeah. if you're on my shoulders or something like that could just turn around and shoot it <laughs>
2: You know what? I actually really like that. So let's say that happens. So it doesn't matter what order you go in, just everyone everyone decide whether you're doing just a full on movement or right. whether you're moving and attacking or so, you're just attacking. It sounds, sounds like I'm attacking. So you're attacking. Okay, great. Cool. And pure movement? Pure movement. And moving and attacking or yes. you move? Okay, move and take. Great. So give me an athletics or acrobatics check uh, uh, and you give me an attack roll and you give me an attack roll. 24 to hit. Great. So, roll damage. I did. What was your athletics check?
1: 16. I mean, acrobatics. Acrobatics, right? 16. Perfect.
2: And your attack roll, sir? 18 or something. So, oh, yeah. So, you yeah, six, I, I hit. Six, I six, rolled six. high. Great. And, you did. No. And also, uh, and, what, and what about your uh, acrobatics check? 15. Good. Excellent. i was paying more attention to the acrobatics, so I'm like... No, no, that's okay.
3: It doesn't do well. And I will do... A poultry, six damage to it.
2: Not bad. And the damage for you? 11. So, once again, you race through the trees you know you smash through br- through brush Lyle is just clinging on the back of I am the Yoda too <laughs> Jess
0: Lukes kind of walk are you in, are
2: you so Lyle are you in, are you clasping in front of her like shooting over her back are h- you sort of like you're
0: I, over my shoulder I think like so this. so yeah you're you've kind of got me almost in a fireman's character yeah. <laughs> and you're just at <laughs> fire the, just and the moments that you have to jump or leap over something <laughs> the moments of stillness that I have to fire
2: you get jostled as you do that and you shoot crossbow balls they whistle through the trees. Both of them strike home at this thing, which 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 uh, tries to gain on you a little bit. That is then going to be the second round of second round of things. So rinse if we're abstracting,
0: yes, is it possible that I can squeeze an action to give
2: uh, Jess guidance? See. So you- you can definitely do an action your turn. Okay. Um, so you can be so it, it can be an attack or it can be guidance instead. I think I might give guidance then to Jez. Just to outpace, because you're off to a good start with that anyway. So yeah. yes, that, that works out well. Perfect. Okay, so I'm actually giving a disadvantage because it's in the tree line as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not where it likes to be. And so that's perfect. So you continue to smash through the bushes and you tear through the undergrowth, trying to keep as many trees in between you as possible so that if it does decide to unleash its tail spikes, it is mm-hmm. going to have a harder time of it. You make some more distance. So Jez. Give me an acrobatics check, please, and add a D four to that.
1: I shall. Nineteen.
2: Great. So you definitely make some make some quick steps, and then Nick, are you attacking as well this round? Or yes. Doubling doubling down on the fleeing. I'll attack as well. Uh, twelve. Twelve. On uh, the attack roll? Yes. Okay, so that will miss. And what's the acrobatics check? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, so in this round it is going to attack uh, because if it doesn't mm-hmm. do exceptionally well this round, it's gonna it's gonna lose you. Jesus. So it's it, it's either it attacks or it does So it just pauses and like digs its claws into the ground and then mm-hmm. it's gonna unleash three tail spikes at Jez and Lyle. So one goes for Lyle. Uh, Lyle, okay. will you please? Mm-hmm. No. So I'll take damage. Sorry. No. The, the the tail spike. Thuds into the thuds into the tree next to you. Uh Jez, would you please take one of the one of the tail spikes whistles past your head and once again sticks into the tree? The second one is going to hit you for six damage.
3: Oof.
2: You get a laceration across your across your ribs. With that, that's all that happens. As long as as long as you make your acrobatics check this round, you'll actually be free from it.
1: Yay.
0: Do you want me to take a, another shot, Jez, or do you want guidance?
1: Uh I think we just get out of here.
0: Alright, guidance it is.
3: Yeah. Take one more pot shot as we go. Sure, give me why not? Maybe it'll die from sepsis.
1: <laughs> 14.
3: Good, yeah. 16. No, 14.
2: Okay, that's not too bad. And the... mist, And you missed. So that's fine. So you, cause you, you're really far away now. You're through the trees, you're through the trees, and then eventually it gives up. <laughs> it's fallen back far enough. You hear it give a roar of frustration. After a short while, you can hear the... <laughs> flapping wings of it. I shoot it's, it again. It's, it's, way, it's way, way far away. So you make your way back out of the trees, onto the trail and continue on to find Hlom. Now,
0: I see how long it takes for Jess to realize that she's still carrying me up the
1: hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, she, she just going. like kind of notices that you, she, she's you, there. She's like, oh, get off me. Did
2: you, did you take the strength potion? <laughs> No, I didn't. Bag, yeah. Lyle is, uh, <laughs> is just <snoring>. Dumped. <laughs> Dumped uncere- unceremoniously.
1: plopped <laughs> on the ground.
2: Plopped on the ground. It then starts to rain, so you are miserable and you are soaking wet as you make your way up this Ooh. god's damned mountain. Eventually, you come upon the scene of what appears to be a small fortification, okay? So you can see that there is a ruined stone tower, uh, effectively blocking the trail that you stumble upon. Mm-hmm. And there is a small stone wall that has been, you notice, actually very recently repaired with a wooden gate in it and all that kind of thing. And you can see that there are three figures wandering around the place. One is up in the tower. Uh, and it appears to be a human man. They're dressed in uh, as the city watch. So you can see there's three, three city watch who are just kind of all hanging around this sort of little fortification tower. Mm-hmm. There is a short, female, a short female dwarf, and she's got sort of curly black hair and pale skin. Like all City Watch, just has the, the club and the uh, small shield in her hand, mm-hmm. and she wanders over to you as you approach the trail, which you know is actually really close to where Hlam is. This trail <laughs> winds upwards until eventually his cave will be up there. She looks to you, and up on, perched up on the wall, you can see that the other City Watch is a male elf. He's a sun elf, so he's got sort of dark tans skin but shot white blonde hair and he sort of pops his he, he had his helmet off but he puts his conical city watch helmet on as you approach so she holds up her truncheon and says oi there who goes uh,
1: I just kind of like nudge uh, Lyle and say oh, are we supposed to be honest here or?
0: I don't see why we can't be
1: alright hey uh, yeah yeah we were sent by um, Vajra Safar, so far, you know, black stuff. We want to have a chat with, uh, uh, Lam. You know, the hermit guy. See you around.
2: She says, oh yeah? Well, uh, listen, I'm, uh, Captain Terek of the City Guard. Me and my, uh... Me and my man, they have to make sure that no one disturbs the old geezer's, uh, what do you call it, meditation. It's good that we do, honestly. I wouldn't want to bother that old bastard. (laughs) Uh, He insisted that we let no one trouble him. Uh, He's uh, meditating really, really hard and uh, even hit Draken here and upside the head just for trying to bring him some food and water. She says pointing to the elf. The elf just sort of looks at her and Nods. No, even be... your, even your passive insight reveals that she's a terrible liar. Yeah,
1: mm. that's okay. That's all right. We'll just be quick, you know, we'll just have a quick chat with him. If he bonks us on the head Well, that's our problem to deal with.
2: Can you three each give me a, either a Sorry? perception check or a investigation check? Investigation. Mm. Fail. Or insight. Or 10. It is investigation in this case. That's cool. Yeah, 17. excellent. Your insight was, se- your passive insight was sound. Ah, uh, fair enough.
1: 17. 17
2: for being a halfling. Investigation, I think it's gonna be a nine. So Jez, you notice a couple of things. First of all, they are dressed as City Watch and she said that she said City Guard, which is not a mistake that either mm. faction would typically make.
1: No, not the factions, but everybody else.
2: This The other thing is that their uniforms don't entirely fit. They clearly look like stolen uniforms, and yeah. uh, but stolen uniforms that were done pretty well it's just that both the city watch and the city guard they have really strict uniform code like they mm. they they fit really really well and they're well maintained and these are neither they're a bit sloppy there's a tear in their tabards I mean they're not bloodstained or anything but short of that it's about as obvious a, a ruse as you can imagine cool. what, do, what do you do
1: I just keep trying to see I just she uh, says yeah.
2: no nah, move along I only pop some pans around no like they've been camping out there you can't see into the base of the tower but you presume that there could be some no. such Things in there for sure. Only rocks around? Plenty. Yeah. Just pick up a rock. Because <laughs> to be clear, this, this was a ruined sort of little yeah, tower yeah. outpost which has been reconstructed very recently, probably by them. And, and quite shoddily as well. That's another thing. If the city guard or the city watch were going to... It'd be the city guard, by the way, out here. Mm-hmm. they If they were to repair this watchtower, it'd be done in better form than this. They just kind of put some rocks on top of each other. Oh, just do, put it... do we know um, that things are all right? Jazz, you, you can turn to them. And... Oh,
1: I thought everybody knew this. No, no, no.
2: Only you spotted it. You're smart. Okay,
1: my apologies. So well, um, she okay. kind of gestures in Thieves' Cant behind her back.
2: Oh, cool. Um, they're not
1: who they say they are. Yeah. Great, okay. And then just continues to uh, kind of try to persuade essentially okay just make her feel pressured into letting me continue to converse with her and say oh listen I'm sure we can work something out come down here and have a chat with us
2: well she, she wanders over to you um, the elf on the wall and the human up at the top of the tower the human up at the top of the tower starts to come down
1: I kind of want to find some in-game version of like Hail Hydra like
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Work out who they are, who she is, yeah, and who they actually represent, and then.
2: So she says, "Move along." Ooh.
1: Can I try to? I know my insights crap, but I want to get an idea of who
2: she. Okay, actually, now that she's nice and close, can you give me, can everybody actually give me another perception check? Okay
1: for the eyes.
2: Okay. Ooh, Ooh nice. yeah. 26. Holy shit, yeah. okay. 22. 20. Wow, all right then. So you can see that she has covered up with makeup yeah. A snake tattoo. So she's—they're clearly in oh, she's time. Okay. Because so she has it on her neck, but she's obviously covered up with very thick makeup just for this uh, ruse. It's tattooing the neck if you want to go cover. Yeah. I guess you can always cover with makeup, but still. Um. Do you still have your snake with you?
1: Not no. on me. <laughs> so I'm just going to say I'm going to get real close to her and just say, "Hey, mate, we're she's on the same just... team." What? Silverblade sent me. Yes, totally yes. Totally going for it. Oh blow. my god. Totally. I have no idea if this is going to work. She's gonna try.
2: That's amazing. Okay, so she's like, so making, give me a deception check deception. with advantage. Deception. Deception. Uh,
1: good deception is not bad for me. So, and I rolled an actual twenty on the first. So wow, okay.
2: that's amazing.
1: I give her a wink, and then I um. pale Hydra. And then I kind of slash <laughs> my blade, the one I found.
2: That's and amazing. Okay, so so she says. Oh, Nice, nice. Ah, uh, and then she looks a bit scared and says, uh, "Are you here to uh, to get answers from him or to try to?" And she gives the you know the throat, the throat slash motion. Yeah.
1: No, nah, he's too valuable. We got to have a chat to him. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How's he been? Too much trouble for you?
2: No, I wasn't. We haven't been up there. We haven't dared. We were told to leave him alone until the proper people came to question him.
1: Okay. Well, well here right. we
2: are. Yeah. All right then. Well, best of luck.
1: All right. And the state of your camp? we got a report back to... Silverblade, but if you tell me how you're going, if you need anything. Who you got here with you?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So um yeah, so I'm Terek. And uh yeah, so far it's all gone pretty well. It's all gone pretty well. We've kept a few people away. You know, a few wanderers that wanted to come up to get pearls of wisdom from the old geezer. No trouble so far. Everyone's bought it so far. Yeah, yeah.
1: Alright. And is this the only entrance up to his his cave?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean unless you can fly.
1: Right, right, okay. Well, Is there anything you need while I'm here? Info to send back to Silverblade. Anything that uh, she can furnish you with.
2: Anything you're lacking? No, no. Oh, no, no, She, I, I wouldn't want to bother her. And she looks really scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just t- tell her that we require nothing from her. She's fine. She's fine. You know, I, if I had a lieutenant to work for apart from Erstal, I would certainly work for her, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's, uh, well, she's a gonna... tough but fair boss, eh? It's true. She's back in the game. Oh, I don't <laughs> think she ever left.
2: She gives you a knowing wink and then gestures for you to proceed onwards. Cool. You guys are doing good work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Please, please tell uh, Lady Silverblade that I that I am doing good work.
0: You're doing good work. You guys are you guys are great. You are the wind beneath our wings. You
2: are the stars in our... <laughs> All right. Yep. All right,
1: Lyle. Yeah. Ignore my uh, companion yeah. here. He gets a little bit
2: poetic, you know? She, she nods. And with that, so you walk up... You can you, you continue on the mountain. Eventually, yep. you come to a large open cave with a small rocky plateau out the front. It is flanked by two short squat little pillars that have dragon heads on top of them, carved on top of them. Walking past this, you can hear the slight trickle of a very, very small internal waterfall. And there's a large, beautiful cave. There is shining moss and crystals that actually kind of illuminate it. And there's a largely flattened central area as soon as you walk in. And there's a very, very large boulder in the center of this large open area and a small stream that drifts by with a waterfall at the back of the cave. You can see a bald, elderly man, cross-legged, with his eyes closed in meditation, his hands gently folded in his lap, and he is wearing essentially very, very simple, dark brown monk's robes. He is a elderly gentleman with short hair, pale skin. almost like completely bald, actually, like, and he's very, very wrinkled. He honestly looks a bit like a turtle. Uh, he, because he, he has a rather large, a rather large head and a thin, a thin wrinkled neck, and he appears to be deep in meditation and very quiet. As you enter, I don't think we are that quiet ourselves. Do you? Do you call out to him? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just say, "You're right."
2: He opens his eyes. That time's over. He says, "And so it is lost."
1: What was? What
2: is lost uh, can always be found. A hundred year old truth, nearly unravelled. Well, that's the thing about truths. They
0: don't become anything less than truth.
1: You're just all about poetry today,
2: aren't you, Liar? <laughs> yeah. I'm he, particularly inspired. He raises a hostile eyebrow and then really nimbly unfolds his legs and then just kind of sort of alights down, almost floating mm. for that last foot. Okay. And, and just sort of crosses his arms in front of him, walks over to you and says, And who are you exactly? We were sent here by the black staff to quiz you, old man Riddles. <sighs> She's early. I give my report to her at the end of each month. Apparently there's terrible. Yeah. And then he looks really confused and says, "Unless the deepest secrets in the void have called me and kept me for longer."
3: Yes, what that date. What date is it? I give him today's date. No, idiot. There's apparently there's terrible offings and calamity afoot, and we come here to here for a
2: prophesied. Oh, they're always right <laughs> right? Tell me about it. What's her problem? Impatient, impetuous, both other imp words. I'm sure. Yeah. You he, he he really to... got that grumpy old seer routine down, don't you? No, oh, <laughs> years of practice, my boy. <laughs> years of practice. The gods have cursed me with longer life than I should have. He, he, he looks at each of you. None of you are monks. Is that no. a problem? Certainly not. I hear it's a very dull lifestyle. Yes, yes indeed. He leans forward and says, Uh, do any of you have any drugs at all? Yes, quite a lot, but not us. May I have some? Not us. What about, uh, wine, beer? Drank it, clean dry. Have I got some? Do you? Do yep.
1: you? She's always got a flask or something on her.
2: He says, "May I?" Uh,
1: I guess, and she just kind of hands You've it over. You've been holding over. out on me. He it's grins. Just, it's just basically like a, a mulled wine. It's it's not very strong. It's probably uh-huh. like more of a watered down type affair.
2: He takes it and sniffs it and says, "Yeah," and hands it back. I will intercept it.
1: <laughs> so um, all right. Uh, what's the goss Then
2: answer first. Me this. Oh God! You
3: said that completely out of order. You know. Does it sound wise or that way? Sort of, I guess. I can see what you're going
2: for. he, he grins and says hey, what is the sound of one hand clapping <laughs> <laughs> <Or alternatively, laughs> do,
3: you, do you do that yeah or, to, or alternatively, he just sort of slaps
2: <laughs> one hand that's a slap it's one hand clap No, oh, it's a slap no no the first one was right but it's annoying still <laughs> all right then answer me this How is it even like a writing desk? They both have inky quills, or they both drive you to
3: madness, depending on which uh, interpretation you take. He frowns and says, Actually, those
2: both work. I know, it's not meant to have an answer, but... Here we are. No, no, finding answers to the unanswerable is What it's all about, or, or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> and he wanders. He, he, I'm <laughs> warming to old Van riddles. He wanders over to the. He, he wanders over to the uh, to the stream and just sort of like. Uh. Alright, so what are your names then? My name is Clam.
1: I'm Jez. Uh, this is my brother Nick, and this is Lyle.
2: Hello. And what do you do? You grey hands, force grey, imperial grey. Yeah, great work. nights.
1: We work for ourselves at the moment.
2: So do I. Seems to be looking good.
1: <laughs>
3: Let's look how well you've done for yourself. A cave, some water.
1: Can I just ask? Are you aware of the uh, the folks down there?
2: What? No. What folks? The Zents. There's a bunch of Zents claiming to be some oh, god. What do the Zents want? What are they doing?
1: Well, at the moment, they just seem to be babysitting you. Making sure that you are someone to come and question you, which thankfully they think is us.
2: Making sure that you aren't bothered. Oh good, well, I should thank them then.
3: <sighs> yes, but I think they have their own in... they'll be asking you questions of a sharper nature in no time, no doubt.
2: Yes, well, I can answer rather sharply if it needs to be done in that fashion. Oh, I do hope someone wants to fight. It's been a long time. Rusty one gets, I think. Oh well. <sighs> He, sort of, he, he looks disgruntled, and what is is I guess that stupid black star wants a stupid prophecy.
3: I think you may as well tell us, otherwise she's going to keep sending would-be adventurers up here to bother you. I He's mean, just... turn us away, I guess, or there'll just be another group, each more obnoxiously <laughs> bubbly than the last. I feel like it's hard to
0: top us. <laughs>
3: yeah, I feel we're fairly laconic and laid back. The next group will just be
2: insufferably sure of themselves. I'll make sure they are. All right, fine. He wanders out of the cave. Oh, by the way, I'm trying to work out. Do any of you have any kind of like magical effect on your person? Any spell that's cast on you or anything no. like that? Okay, we're yeah. not really that high level yet. So. Can, no, but can you actually? Your dagger, actually.
1: My dagger has magic in it, but I don't have any spells mm. cast on me. No, that's
2: okay. Uh, sure. Lyle, can you can you give me a yeah. perception check? Sure, Lyle, please. Anything. You you are, you are entitled to one.
0: Very nice. I'll take advantage of that then. He's actually a goat. Ah, who knew? 17.
2: 17, okay. You know that you are in something that is very, very rare, oh. which is a dead magic zone. Oh. One of the very, very few remaining. You, you just feel disconnected yeah. from your deity, which is a bit of an unusual. It isn't until you try to reach out a little bit, because you often have the magic at the back of your mind. You even not tried to cast a spell or anything, but you, there was something that was wrong, and now you <laughs> put your finger on it. So <sighs> he walks outside the cave. Right out onto the small ledge and then walks over to one of the dragon statues and as soon as you leave the cave's confines you realise that you're no longer in the dead magic zone. Okay. And he says... (sighs) And all of a sudden his eyes snap open after closing them and they glow like with white light. Mm. Like he goes into Avatar state, basically. Sure. And then just places a hand on one of the dragon statues and says, in a very different voice, just says, Vajra, Vajra. And you, you, you hear, clearly, see, clearly he's responded to somehow. Mm-hmm. You want your wisdom early and it is with good purpose. Evil stirs in many forms in the city. Evil, evil grows more paranoid and less patient daily. They evil. will strike soon. Evil bad? No matter good deeds or evil, innocent blood shall spill. Nobody is who they seem. Yet they will reveal themselves by the end of autumn. Evil's twin hides its face for now. Expect that to change. And then all of a sudden he just sort of snaps out of it for a moment. And then he says, right, off you go then.
1: So, question. Question. With the Zents being there, do you not need a hand? Would you like us to get you out of here? Or, I don't know, help you?
2: He frowns and says, no. I'm very, very safe. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, Like, I understand that you feel safe at the moment because they haven't come and talk to you or anything but presumably someone's gonna come and try to attack you at some point maybe certainly
2: sure happens often
1: and you feel pretty comfortable in looking after yourself against a small mercenary company or something
2: what are you suggesting that i can't defend myself
1: well mate no offense we don't look like much
2: good (laughs) (laughs) I, i hope they think that too if it'll shut you up and then wanders over to a gigantic boulder mm-hmm. and just looks at it for a split second and then just holds his hold, hold fingers out, look at it for a brief moment, and then strikes his hand forward and hits the boulder and then nothing happens. That normally works. But it doesn't matter. This, this ant this aren't going to be a boulder. And he farts. A long, <laughs>
0: drawn-out fart. Well, he's- That'll protect him. Oh, that'll,
2: that'll keep them away, he says, <laughs> flapping his robes. <laughs> oh. He's giggles to himself. And wanders, But seriously, go away. <laughs>
1: All right, Olmet is clearly Off insane. What do we do about it? Just leave
3: him. I think we just no, leave there's him. There's a lot we do. He's in a dead magic zone. I suspect he probably can protect. I mean, he's been here all this time, but there's nothing else of dead Monk magic. Monk
2: abilities are unaffected by a dead magic zone. Exactly. It's why? why the, 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 the most, one of the most prestigious wizard or spell-casted prisons is a dead magic zone run I, by monks.
0: I don't fancy trying to walk him. Past the guards without there being some sort of I don't afraid. think
1: you come willingly anyway. To be honest,
0: yeah, and also oh. not for nothing. I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm quite interested in this prophecy.
3: They talk about evil's twin. That's clearly me, but I don't know what I'm <laughs> meant to do. <laughs> So he wanders into the cave. Oh, you think or... you're the evil twin? <laughs> no, I'm evil's twin. <laughs> Clearly
0: the evil one. That's I'm, I'm okay
1: with that. That's fine.
0: That's fine. You're good
1: for the reputation, you know. I'm yes.
0: more concerned about us going past. Shouldn't we hang around a bit? No, yeah, just go past. Say we asked our questions
3: someone will be along later. Await our further instructions. Also, give me your goal. We need all your
0: goals.
1: Anybody <laughs> else that comes and says that uh, they're here to question you, kill them immediately. <laughs> they're I imposters. Actually,
0: there it is. There it That's is, crazy. actually. Just say, yeah, anyone who's approaching will know the password the password is
1: nice that's awesome alright good plan so uh cheerio then Halam have a uh, a great time what
2: who are you oh that's right yes yes yes. yeah you still here
1: I suddenly understand now why you've been seconded to the arse end of a mountain it's because your farts are probably the most horrid thing I've ever smelt in my fucking life
2: more powerful than my open fist
1: yeah, so we're going
2: to be going That's now. True. With uh, that, uh, you, so you leave. <laughs> I feel like we should just be like, it's a year later. So <laughs> we've <been gone." laughs> Can you? So as you're leaving, uh, can each of you give me a perception check, please? Okay. Ugh. Nineteen. Twenty. Twelve. So you overhear him. He he's, he whispers very quietly to the dragon statue before he goes in the cave and says, in a very different voice. He just kind of straightens his shoulders, and his weird, his, his weird dopey expression just goes away, mm. and he says, "Yes, they seem very good sorts." I wouldn't necessarily trust them with not committing crimes, but I think they have good hearts, each of them. And, yes, uh, don't trust them entirely. But if you need them for the occasional endeavor, uh, they would have my blessing, I think. No, I'm not concerned. Yes, well, they're certainly welcome to try. And he looks over the rock, and then all of a sudden... It just the entire bowl just cracks in half like an egg and he wanders inside the cave and with that, you descend down the mountain. Actually, to wrap it up really quickly, do you, do you, do you want to say that you do in fact say that? So, Absolutely. Actually, we'll, we'll have a short sit. It's a really, really quick dialogue with you between you and the dwarf who's in charge of them. So she says, Oh yeah? Did you get the answers you needed?
1: Oh yeah, and then some. <sighs> he uh, he squeals. Let's just say that. We've left him alive, but he's but- going to take some time to recover. Let me just tell you that.
2: Most powerful monk in the north. I knew that was a complete bit of malarkey so
1: <laughs> captain terek i like you
2: thank you i like you too oh, yeah. i mean do you want to have coffee later no it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter sorry what you, you you go first uh so <laughs> what was your thing
1: what i was gonna say is uh, that uh, we'll be back at some point
0: oh uh, yeah or one of our agents
1: or one of our agents but uh if you see anybody trying to impersonate one of us you ask them what the password is. Alright? The password is.
2: Write it down, write it down. She says to the elf who runs and grabs a piece of paper. Is. An ill wind blows.
1: Axe lover. That works. 6969. Six oh
2: my god! <laughs> Axe Lover 6969. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if anybody comes here and they try to tell you that they're to speak with him, ask them that password. If they can't give it to you immediately, cut them down.
2: I will. We'll cut them down. We'll cut them down. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: You're doing good work here, Terek. I'll I'll go back to to Silverblade. No, let her know.
2: Great, excellent, and coffee. So we don't don't don't. I mean, I guess don't want. To well, coffee uh, listen.
1: Want. We'll see about coffee. Yep. We'll see how well you do here. Okay.
2: Oh, yep. Sounds good to me. I, I think, think we should just be colleagues. <laughs> yeah. so we, with that, you descend down the mountain with a grin on your face. She turns away with a grin on her face. Somewhere up on the mountain, he almost certainly has a grin on his face, <laughs> and uh, everyone's happy. And thank you so much for playing. That was really fun. And seen. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.